This week, I'm joined by Tony Glossy, a great trumpet player and keyboardist, singer, um, writer. Gosh, I think he's even producing now. Um, and we go off into some great conversations talking about like the artistic um, process, if you will, uh, our perspective, talking about you know different forms of art and, and how that's interpreted, and you know talking some about his recent release with uh, when it all comes crashing down. So stay tuned. Uh, thanks for listening and enjoy this episode of The Hang. Man, I don't, I don't really know where to start. So I guess you first kind of came on the scene for me back in, I don't know, let's say like 2015, 2016 or whatever, you know, social media, words flying, some guy that can play trumpet out from the West Coast. Um, man, I still think I, I think the first video someone sent me of you or whatever was a version you did of like uh um, some some jingle or, or nursery rhyme on on Instagram, you know, maybe like uh, oh, you're thinking you're my sunshine. Yes, you're my sunshine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that like, was my first viral video. Wow, man! And then now, you know, that was what? Let's say 2016. Yeah, you know, yeah. four Sounds years right. later, Tony Glossy. You know, a, a lot's changed in that time, man. Like, how does it how does it feel looking back on that? You know, starting with like. NTC and then ITG and the Caruso. I mean, winning them all, and now you're you're here. You know, how's it feel looking back on it all? It feels like a wild journey. I think that's life. A lot of change, and I embrace it. I'm excited for the next four years of change. I think it's going to be fun. I mean, we're going to get out of this virus, and things with this album and and the following album will take me and my fans who knows where and just keep meeting new people and bringing music to new places and having fun. I mean, I don't think those competitions are going to be happening anymore. I think they're, I mean, I did what three or four of them and that's, it's done, I guess. Right. The competition yeah. world is, is probably not in my future, but just making albums and bringing them to people. That's what I'm looking forward to the next few years. I think back in 2016, I was getting into social media for the first time and doing a lot more competitions and I was still recording and making music and, and playing live. Um, but here we are not doing any of that. So that's what I'm looking forward to most. So when I look back on it, I, I just, I see change and I see growth and, and progress and it's it's a beautiful thing in in life i think it's... was it um was it weird because i think looking back on it uh you probably had the vig- vision of like look i want to be uh, a jazz trumpet player was i i'm assuming where it kind of started at least or at the very least a trumpet player you know and now i would say i mean you're still playing trumpet obviously but the music's uh evolved in a lot of ways and you know, I think being a professional musician when you're not in like the academia world, you know, like playing side is uh, for a lot of people kind of intimidating because there, there is no clear path. And, but I think even with your stuff and your music, you're more open to that than others might be, you know? I grew up playing piano and singing. Okay. So for me, the idea of having a, a career, if you will, in jazz trumpet was actually never truly a, a dream of mine that that's not something that 
I ever thought about. I never, I didn't necessarily think about being a, a professional pianist or singer either. I just was always making music. I started playing trumpet when I was 10 years old. And I studied trumpet and I studied jazz music in college. Uh, I think what's happening in the last few years with my sound and style is I'm just getting back into what I really grew up listening to and playing, which was, again, piano, singing, and just more of the, of the songwriter element is coming out in my music than trumpet and, and hard swing, if you will. Um, yeah. And again, it's, it's like I said earlier, I'm just embracing the change. I'm not trying to steer myself in any direction. I just find myself interested in new things or reinterested in old things. And that's what lands us with this new album. And like I said, the following album, it, it's just coming out of the growth that all of us go through as artists. And uh, I think in the future, I, I see more of that, more of the piano, more singing, more songwriting, plenty of trumpet, but not the same emphasis that I had in 2015, 16, 17. Sure. When I was getting, you know, getting started with recording and, and putting out those records. I think my earlier releases were trumpet heavy and, um, you know, swing heavy because that's what i was most interested in at the time that's what i was studying that's what i was playing and now i'm more interested in songs um like i was when i was a little kid and and just playing and writing and producing i just love putting the whole record together and so trumpet playing is surely a part of that but not as dominant as it once was and and that's cool i think my my people are cool with that and uh moving with me when did it kind of hit you that uh, being a musician for a living was a, um, a valid career choice, you know, something that you were actually going to be able to do? Because then, you know, I think that you uh, going with the flow like that almost lends itself away from where I think a lot of um, jazz trained, if you will, or, 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 you know, not classically oriented, but, the the rest of us <laughs> or whatever uh, in college tend to lie themselves towards, you know? So like when did this pre present itself as something that viable, you know, something that you could actually get behind and put your faith into? Um, I don't know that it is viable. I don't know that I even look at it like a career in business or in architecture. I don't think I've ever believed in or had faith in, a music career because I don't see an artist like Herbie Hancock having had the kind of career that somebody in business or architecture, I don't know, those are my examples at the moment or, or sure. law or medicine where you go from thing to thing and you work your way up and you get promoted and that's just not how it works in music. So th there are paths that people can take. There's a career in music education. There are, careers in music if you're willing to work for other people and you know maybe work in a studio under the supervision of somebody else you understand what i'm saying there's yeah. when you're working for yourself it's it's well i don't know is it a career you tell me <laughs> i never saw it as a viable career i never thought oh i'm going to be a professional musician that just never occurred to me maybe i should think about that right now but i mean what kind of do i have a career right now with, with <laughs> the virus i mean you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not really a career i'm an artist like i make sounds i create music that people listen to 
and it takes me from place to place. And we can call that a career, but it's just so different from every other kind of field out there that I don't look at it like that. And I don't really want to look at it like that. I think it kind of diminishes the beauty and depth of making art and being a, a traveling recording musician. It, when you think of it like a career and there's a place to be and you move from one step to the next, you're missing the point because that's not what it's about. It's about just making beautiful music. So, I mean, I agree. I don't think that I uh, personally thought of it as like a, a, a career until I had to justify it, you know, to my parents or something, you know, or until you <laughs> have to like explain it to someone else that you meet because it's, it's, it is hard for someone else to uh, wrap their head around it, you know, if, if they're not involved in it or, or anything like that, you know, and, but I think that also can almost make it a little bit more difficult uh, for musicians because you know you start trying to like talk to younger musicians or hell even people fresh out of college and without it having that forced upon structure that like those you know the law career or the architecture career or whatever um it's i think it's really easy to get caught up in it and get lost and and not progress as much but then have more moments of like stagnation you know Yes. And you said something about people not being able to wrap their heads around it. And I have a comment on that, which is that they shouldn't really be able to wrap their heads around it because it's art. Art is not meant to be in a box. It's not a step-by-step -step thing. It's not, well, it's, <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And if you want your art or your career, if you will, to make sense to other people, well, you can do that and that's fine but then you're giving what you're giving away the individuality and surprise in your artistry in your music and yeah. i think a lot of people feel they need to justify their career if you will to their parents or their you know pursuits to their friends or lovers or whatever because they're not entirely sure themselves that that's what they want to do that's who they are um so i find that the more that I really just live and exist in an artistic reality, the less I ever feel the need to justify it to myself or to anybody else, right? I grew up in a very artistic family where music was playing or being played at all hours and we're super obsessed with food and film and visual art as well. I mean, every almost every square inch of our house is covered in beautiful paintings from wherever, you know, mm. Toledo, Spain, or you know the, the Saturday market in Portland, Oregon, or the streets of Brooklyn. We just like to pick up art, pick up recipes, the music. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Just painting a picture of kind of what I grew up in yeah. at home. I was very fortunate to have very artistic parents. They speak other languages and read tons of books and are just those types of people. So growing up in that, Again, I, I never really thought about it. I never looked at it like a career choice and I never felt like I had to justify it. Thank God. Uh, I, I feel sorry for some of my friends that really struggle with that. It's like they're not entirely in it. And I think that that shows in the music. I think that that shows to the audience. I think they can tell very clearly, actually, where your heart is, where your mind is. And 
we got to be careful. We got to really uh, take care of ourselves as artists. We're, you know, we're fragile beings as it is, but just to keep, keep that spirit alive, keep the love and joy in the music in our case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, keep it's that alive. Tough. And yeah. it's, it's, it's very tough. Cause I think of it, you know, you're looking at it. Um, like I think the first justification that someone goes through nowadays is justifying it to their family because of like purely a fiscal concern, you know, and, and it's, I think that's meant out of love and, you know, wanting you to be successful and be able to, et cetera. But man, it's so, um, it's, it's tough too, because I think a lot of musicians, you know, like you grew up, it sounds like in a, in a setting where when, when art's constantly being exposed to you on such a level like that, you, uh, I, I would say you like, you almost process things differently than, than someone that, that did not grow up in that setting. And then, you, you know, you start to wonder as a musician, you know, you can learn your techniques and your Clark studies and your, your Arbins and Schlossberg or whatever, as long as you want. But there comes a time where you just have to get very um, in tune and, and open and mature enough with your own like thoughts and emotional responses and whatever for it to be genuine, you know? Genuinity. Is that the word? <laughs> it's going to work for today. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. What does that really mean? I mean, I think that's just an individual following their heart, following their ear, again, in our case. And it can be tough, but it's only tough when we're listening to other people and trying to do what other people do or what works for the rest of the world, whether that's following the guidelines of a religion or listening to your grandpa tell you about how you got to have this amount of annual income to have a family. Well, what if you don't even want a family? You know what I mean? So we're, we got to learn to just listen to ourselves and, you know, no disrespect to our parents or our friends or our lovers or teachers or whoever is giving us a certain piece of advice, but we got to see through that, understand it, but, but not let it filter our, decision-making process and that's something that we all get better at as we get older um, especially when you're dedicating your life to artistic pursuits and that's it that's where a genuine sound and a genuine direction I suppose really comes from is is an individual getting in, in tune with themselves and digging deeper inside it's a beautiful process and i think that reflects in the music in a lot of ways and i don't so know how I'm, would you because you, like i'm here with you you know like i like i'm 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 there i i agree i think a lot of the musicians that we idolize so much are like that you know like you you think about our herbie hancock or, or our clark terry or whatever and just how in tune they were with being them and, and, and whatnot, you know, and the music, I think, really actively uh, progressed and reflected that throughout their, you know, their discography and, and or whatever else they put out, you know, and, or even when they would just talk, you know, listening to Clark talk or listening to Herbie talk or, you know, even Christian McBride or somebody talk like it's them. But how do you take something like that, right? And then if you're advising a student or a friend or even yourself, you know, break it down into something that is, um, I guess, measurable or a little methodical. Because I think sometimes people, 
will approach something like the concept of doing an album, right? And they're like, man, I want to release an album. And that's such a, a, a big thing that sometimes it's hard for them to break it down into steps so they can, you know, make progress or, or, or work towards it or whatnot, you know, and I'm not saying make it methodical where we take all the emotions out of it and, you know, and everything genuine or, or, or artistic out of it, but make it methodical so that you can uh, um, conquer and approach those things that you want to be able to do artistically, you know? I do know. Yeah. I think if, for example, somebody, let's use my, myself as an example. If I want to make an album, the first question is why? And then I realize if I'm really thinking about this in my own life, I never just decided I wanted to make an album except for when I made a Christmas album. The other, you know, it depends on how you want to look at albums. I mean, I have all these EPs that can sort of count. I think I have eight or nine, maybe sure. even 10. 10 releases um, anywhere from four to five or up to 10 or 11 tracks. But the Christmas album, I decided, well, I love Christmas swing. Like every year, November and December, the whole world's listening to Christmas music. That's super cool. I dig some of these tunes. I want to put together a record specifically for a purpose, right? That was a very decided thing. So I asked myself, why do I want to make this record? Make steps, make arrangements, book sessions and so forth. With the other music that I've put out, which has all been original, uh, almost all been original, it never was, <laughs> it never really was like that. It, it was like, I'm writing music about the things that I'm living. And when I feel that I have enough to put together, I just simply do it. And yeah, you know, working with Outside In, for example, keeps, keeps me organized and keeps me on a path and, and all that helps me kind of see the step by step. But, but again, as artists, I think we want to flow very organically and sometimes creating steps and being too methodical, as you said, takes the emotions out or strips it of its, its natural beauty. And you can hear that in, in certain albums or certain artists or really you hear that in so many things in the world because so many people are just trying to sell you something and you can hear or see or taste or feel that the methods and the steps you don't actually get hit with the emotion or with the the real flavor and the subtlety right there's no subtlety really in the in the public sphere unfortunately in, in most things so again for myself as an artist when i'm putting together an album or thinking conceiving of a project i i do the, my best not to get too caught up in all of that and just flow do what feels right again listen you know follow my heart listen to what what the music itself is asking for that's an important thing even in the songwriting or production process do what the music asks you know not what i want i'm just a, a conduit i'm a i'm a channel for sort of like uh, the connection between that divine musical inspiration and then what actually hits the page or goes into the microphone. And again, like I said earlier, we, we need to <laughs> really care for that, care for ourselves as those channels, if you will, and respect that flow and that process and let it be what it is. I mean, you mentioned Miles Davis. He's an amazing example of just letting it be what it is, not being 
better or greater or more than what you are. I don't think greatness is ever achieved by pursuing greatness. You just can't. You got to live in the moment, whether you're LeBron James or Miles Davis or Martin Luther King Jr. Greatness is achieved in sort of reveling in each of those little steps, but not thinking of it like a step-by-step process. It's just doing it for the sake of doing it, flowing in that moment, being a, a channel of a, a connection between the divine and ultimately what it is that you're producing. Yeah. And giving to people again, whether it's shooting hoops or making a record or leading people through a racial revolution. How do you, um, how do you instill that in others? Because I think that that's something that, you know, was a very personal uh, revelation, if you will, you know, but I just think that so far the, the system or whatnot that's in place to hopefully train and or guide the, you know, next generation or whatever, or, or us, you know, it's, it doesn't lend itself to that. You know, it doesn't lend itself to letting someone just focus purely on the art or just being them or, or whatever. Well, of course, all systems are largely trash. I mentioned religion earlier is trash. Now, the idea of religion, the idea of looking inward and connecting yourself with a sort of divine inspiration or a god, if you will, an understanding past and present and future, all those things, there's truth in them. But the idea of the system of religion is, is garbage. The system of school is mostly garbage. The idea of learning is nothing but beautiful and important. But the system of it doesn't work because it's a one, we're, we're talking about one-size-fits-all type institutions. So you're just cramping everybody's style. You're right. taking out all the individuality from somebody's potential as a musician or as a spiritual, you know, individual. And so I've done a lot of work over the years to free myself of all of those systems and institutions. And again, get in touch with who I am, what I want, what I hear, what I feel, and follow that. Because in the end, that's what we connect with in other people is their individuality. We connect with their unique character, their souls. Well, we, we don't usually find things very interesting when they're just like everything else. We look for the differences and the differences amongst people or cultures are what make life so interesting and so fun, really. So really anytime there's an institution or a system you're going to find a lack of culture, a lack of art, a lack of flavor, a lack of individuality. And I think everybody should flee from all of that as much as they can. I mean, there's good that comes from organization. I'm not saying organization is a problem. I just mean, as you said, the system, you know, how do we, how do we counter the system? Well, we don't, we can't buy into the system. Obviously, to put my music out into the world, there are certain systems that I need to support. No, I don't need to support. I choose to support. Like, okay, we have a system of streaming platforms. I understand 
of course it's controversial, especially on my end as an artist who's being underpaid, if you want to argue that by certain platforms, that's a system that is kind of garbage, but it's a system that I'm willing to put up with so that my music can reach certain people. I think there are people who feel like educational systems or religious systems are worth putting up with to certain degrees because there are benefits. Sure. There are benefits. Like I said, there are truths in all those things, but those, those real universal truths um, are better cared for and are really going to thrive without those systems. You just look at the most inspirational people in history or the most brilliant innovations or achievements, and they were always done by very individualistic people who had to break through a system of some sort to even get there. Right. And you see that time and time again. Those people were not doing what the world was telling them to do. So how do you, um, you know, get into that point, I'm sure, where, where younger musicians or whatnot reach out to you or just other people in general, you know, reaching out over Instagram website, people you're meeting in person, whatever, you know. What, uh, <laughs> at risk of sounding like asking for a system, you know, like, but what advice do you give them for, for uh, taking what they did, you know, from school or, or from whatever system they were in, you know, recognizing the positives that come with it? Great. But then start focusing on that individualistic, you know, thought process or, or like, how do you then identify with like, well, this is me. You know, these are my influences, but this is me. This is what I take from those influences you know, and, and, and help them uh, learn how to work with that. Well, the first thing is we have to understand that we are not anything other than the sum of all the things that we've ever consumed. You know, to, speaking of the ego, that's really what I'm getting at. Right. My perception of myself is because of other people and what they've told me, the music that I've heard, the food that I've eaten, the things that I've seen and done. Right. That's what makes me who I am. So really, who I am is nothing. I am not something, right? I'm a combination of many things that I've, again, consumed. So if somebody has gone through school and they've consumed a lot of educational content and they've been through the system they've played all the music they've listened they've become some sort of combination of all of those things and they want to know well who am i well see that's why miles when he was asked the question if you could go back who would you listen to that's why he said nobody i mean i think that's that's ridiculous in a way because you can't i don't know if you could really play the trumpet if you had never heard anybody play the trumpet i mean or you, you would be playing it who knows how, but that would actually be really interesting, wouldn't it? To hear somebody play the trumpet for their whole life and, and never having heard another trumpet. I mean, I think that would actually be fascinating. So, so maybe there's, maybe that is the answer, you know, to in a way not consume anything, of course, but then who would you be? Who would you be if you didn't listen to the music, you listened to or transcribed so-and-so and, and done all the things the system? I mean, we don't know, right? Because we've right. all grown up in all these different things and people have been telling us what to think and do. So yeah, that's the first thing that somebody has to understand is that 
you aren't really anything. So getting to the bottom of who you are is a matter of sifting through all the things that you've, all the lies that you've, you know, been surrounded by. And they're not all lies. There's obviously truths in there and there are great things that you've heard and practiced or things that you've eaten or the, the way that we speak, the languages we speak is because of who we've heard speak it you know, your parents and the people in the movies that you admired and all that. Getting to the bottom of who you are and, and finding your sound as an artist, for example, or knowing what to do next after you sort of freed yourself from a system. I think it's about continuing to try things, right? To continue to consume things, but to do it out of the purely motivated by following your heart, not doing anything even for a second that somebody else is telling you to do or really wants you to do and that's not selfishness that's enlightenment following your heart listening to yourself like little kids understand this when they're hungry they do something about it they say mommy i'm hungry or they go and they eat right if we were in the wilderness <laughs> we were hungry and we saw a, a banana we would eat the banana right? I mean, you just do what your body tells you to do, but we get so caught up in the things that we feel that we should do. Getting to the bottom of, of your own, in, you know, your own identity is, is actually as simple as listening to yourself. And from there, you find out you're still just the sum of all the things that you consume, but it's all the things that you truly want to consume. So I could, in five years, I could just be speaking Japanese and, and just be speaking Japanese for the rest of my life, for example. Or I, I could change my diet or I could, I could change my gender. I can do things that I feel and want, right? And that becomes me. And then I look back, like you asked earlier, what about looking back on your 2016 self? Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's who I yeah. was then. And it's just fun to see the journey. And I'm just getting better and better at listening to myself and maybe that's part partly what your question was about like how does one really learn uh, to listen to themselves or, or you know sift through get through the systems and one easy way is to of course just get out of the system to leave the religion or to leave the school and i'm not i'm not necessarily encouraging people to just leave all things organized right as i said earlier organization is is important to some degree but man listening to yourself it's there's some people that get really into yoga get really into meditation some people get into being really disciplined like they get up and they do the certain things in the same order every day and that can kind of work for them they start to like figure out what really works they can sort of test things like a scientific experiment like just put in new variables into their life and like well, what happens when i do this or experiment with drugs or like watch this type of movie or this i've been realizing recently I've been becoming so sensitive to everything that I consume, especially as far as uh, media goes, like books and movies and, and phone use and all that, and realizing, man, you know, I can see a movie and it could stick with me for a month and it'll totally color everything that I do. Even if it's really slight and subtle, it's totally changing what I'm doing. I think the same is true of food. You are what you eat. I believe that. I think the same is true of music. So I've been watching my music. I mean, it sounds like I'm getting super conservative over here, but it's what it is is I'm realizing the effects or the damage, if you will, of certain things and going, whoa, I want to like care for my being 
more and be more particular with what I bring into my life because it's totally changing me. Because again, I'm not really anything more than what it is that I'm eating. Man, it's, uh, I don't know, that, that's uh, a heavier <laughs> statement than I think uh, a lot of people think about. Because the other thing, and I, I don't know if you realize per se that you, you touched upon it, was that might be one of the first legitimate um, thoughts put towards why we always refer to it as the music as like a living and a breathing thing, you know, because when you, when you view it as that at the end of the day, there's very minor contributions that you make as an individual, because your uh, perception is only built up upon other things that you heard that came from before you, you know, that explains the, the concept of why everyone views it as the music or, you know, you're, you're just a vehicle of, you know, and that's, that's a yeah. very, uh, interesting perceptive take, you know, that I think finally might actually put some uh, reason behind that and why it's just not a, you know, colloquialism or whatever that we say. Yeah. The music. It's for well, the music. What's, uh, you, you know, on a, on a little bit of a lighter note <laughs> without getting into our, oh, hey. our, well, our here's the thoughts. Thing. Well, everything I'm saying is actually super light. It's actually so, like, simple is like i mean i i know you're just saying that to say that but i really feel that the things i've just said are, are very light like it should be a very freeing uh process and a very freeing thought just for somebody to ponder you know well, it's, it's a very freeing response i would say but i think it's a heavy process you know it's 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 just as light as everyone says okay well you want to lose weight okay go on a walk you know it's it's a thing that i think <laughs> is very uh, lifting and, and, and refreshing and, and whatnot looking back on. But I, I do think it's something that people will have to uh, uh, wrestle with to some extent. You know, a lot of people I think find um, value themselves in, in the structure that they do and, and whatnot and value themselves in the, in the system or, or whatever they believe by and, and hope that by putting their faith in that, they will get the response out of it that they want to get out of it, you know? So that's, that's why I would think that it's a little bit of a heavier thing for them to, to work through and, you know, really start to accept them and, and what they want to do is what they just need to do and accept too, though, that those things are not the most unique, you know, it's just their understanding and perception of what they've been exposed to. I think it's about fears too. People are afraid. They're afraid yeah. of being themselves. They're afraid of taking those leaps of faith. They're afraid of, well, breaking free of the system. The system is very comforting. You see, so that's why a lot of musicians just keep going to school. They, they stay a bachelor's degree and they do a master's and then a doctorate degree. It's always one thing for the next thing. Well, for what? In the end, where are you trying to get? Because guess what? We all end up dying. There's no actual place to get. It's all intrinsic value. It should just be for itself. It's in and of itself worth it. And so if you, what I tell people, again, going back to the, uh, the earlier question, one thing I do very uh, often is tell people that if they're not really enjoying that process, for example, going to school, they, they should leave. I think life is not meant to be that 
dark or that heavy. Life is so just beautiful and simple. You know, when you strip all the systems away, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Just a bunch of humans uh, communing with nature and other animals. And of course we've kind of created our own society and that's great. But like, what is it all for? It's not for anything. It's, it's all for fun, all for fun. So when you feel trapped in the money and the, the politics in particular, those things seem to really wreck people's flow. Uh, it's like, well, just get out. And it is that simple. It's actually that simple. I mean, not everybody has the, the, the privilege of, you know, not working. I mean, what am I, what am I going to do if I, if I don't work? Well, I'd have to really figure something out. Like if I didn't make money, okay, I'd be kind of screwed. Right. Yeah. That's a system that I have to navigate. But as far as school goes or, or religion or anything like that, so many people feel like they can't leave because they just simply don't know what else they would do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, there, there is some, um, I think there's some people that, that get into this thing, you know, that we call music uh, with the truest and truest of intentions, but there, you know, you kind of hit it right in the head. There, there is a comfort with a, with the system, you know, there's a certain comfort with being knowing that if I get my bachelor's and then I do my master's and then I get my doctorate, I can then go back into the system and, and have something that's financially stable with, you know, and I think that they do that with the intent of saying, well, if I can take care of this financially stable side, then I can free myself to focus on the other side. But I mean, I don't know. I would argue to a degree that a lot of them don't ever get to the art because there's always something, you know, something's always coming up, man. There's a football playoffs coming up, you know, or, or I need to go empty the dish. Like there's always something. So if you don't ever just give it the priority to, to, to leave that comfort, you know, are you ever going to be able to touch on that something? Well, probably not. So that's the challenge to everybody yeah, out there. There we go. That's what we got. You know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> this is what we've covered. Well, what else, do you, you know, you I got, you got the album coming out. You got another project that's coming out shortly after in, in 2021. What else is Tony Glousey right now besides uh, not trying to get sick and, and stay sane? <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, when it all comes crashing down has been uh, several years in the making. And I'm very excited to have that music out. Those are stories that were written about things I was going through in 2015, 16, 17. And I started writing those songs in 2017, 18. And I might have written one or two in 2019 um, and then recorded the album in August of, of 2019. And it's taken a while to kind of finish the production because I was also writing these other songs that are very different, um, a little groovier, uh, different style of production altogether. And then that's going to come out on that second album. And so it kind of took me a bit to figure out how I was going to separate these projects. And now that I have that, it, you know, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It all kind of seems clear. And I'm super excited to have that music out. I haven't been doing much else for my own career because i'm not worrying too much about uh booking shows at the moment since it's 
simply too unsure. Uh, but I have been producing and writing with other people. And that's been something very fulfilling this year that I haven't done tons of in the past. I, you know, I've done lots of collaborations, but not, not to this extent. So I've been producing a couple of artists, really enjoying that. The music sounds amazing. Super excited to have that out. And most of these people will be putting their music out in 2021. So we have that to look forward to. I think 2021 is going to be a really fun year just for music output um, from my perspective. And hopefully we'll get back to playing. I, I have some stuff in February and I believe there will be some touring, even if it's masked and reduced audiences. I'll be doing some touring in April, May, June, July. Um, so that's super exciting. And I don't know. I've, I've been keeping myself... Uh, as peaceful as I can. You know, I've been busy at times with various musical projects and other times just I'll go four or five days and not even play the trumpet and hardly check my phone and just be reading and spending time outside. I mean, really using this time, we're going to look back in 10 years and go, oh man, remember those good days of COVID? It sounds funny now, but I know that's going to happen. And I don't want to feel that way so much. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, but I want to be in it now and get what I can out of it. This is a, this is a beautiful time in a lot of ways. You can just slow down and do things right. And so I've been taking it slow and I'm still being productive. So it's, I feel like I finally found a really nice work life balance this year. So honestly, <laughs> I couldn't be better in, in any way, even though I, absolutely miss playing and yeah. being around people and traveling it's it's just a different kind of lifestyle and that's okay i'm i'm taking it one day at a time and um keeping my head up it, it, it march and april was was really rough for me but as it was i believe for most people but as we've all adjusted it's i've i've been able to see it's it's okay you know staying healthy like you said i mean that's really everything so well, look, man, I, uh, to say admire the optimism and productivity is it would probably be the understatement of the year. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> man, that's incredible. And, and, you know, I just want to, again, Hey, look, thanks for coming on. Let me pick your brain. I think, uh, that got deeper than I expect. I mean, I knew it was going to get deep, you know, we, we, we <laughs> that and whatnot, but I think that's a great conversation, uh, for people to have or, or, or ponder upon or, you know, whatever because it's it's uh you know at the end of the day it's art you, you got to be willing to have those conversations or, or those maturity levels or you know introspective uh thoughts just to be able to 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 do it and put yourself out there for it you know yes well thanks for having me on i appreciate it <laughs>